Shalom, and welcome to the Tanya, the Messiah, and You, a daily broadcast that seeks to connect the teachings of Chassidut as preserved in the Tanya, written by Rabbi Shnur Zalman of Liadi, with the teachings of Yeshua of Nazareth, thus invigorating our Messianic faith with the beautiful teachings of Chassidut. Today we'll be concluding chapter 36 of Likate Amarim. Now we've been exploring throughout chapter 36 this concept of La Asoto, of doing, and how it is truly the essence of our service before God. Now, yesterday, the Tanya introduced the Mount Sinai experience as a glimmer of the divine revelation that will be fully manifest after the Messianic age and the resurrection of the dead. During the revelation at Sinai, they physically saw sounds coming from every direction and subsequently the sheer force of this divine energy emanating from atop the mountain was overwhelming enough to nullify their very existence to the point that those who were standing there died and had to be revitalized by the life-giving dew of the Torah, after which they died after every subsequent commandment that came forth from the Ten Commandments. And then they were brought back to life with each death. And so this dew that came forth from the mountain is what revitalized them, resurrected them. And so it'll be in the future for the general resurrection of the dead. Therefore, the Tanya provides the explanation that this dew is the power needed to sustain and survive divine revelation, namely by engaging, upholding, and occupying ourselves with the Torah. In a way, this would seem to be the perfect solution. However, the presence of sin proceeded to stop the Jewish people at Sinai from becoming fully receptive to this divine revelation, as Atanya will now explain. Only this idyllic state in which Israel was receptive to the divine presence was not sustained, since afterwards the sin of the golden calf caused its suspension. Since as a result of this sin, the people in the world became more sensual, more physical, and less capable of receiving divine light. In other words, though the Jewish people were open and ready to receive and bring the infinite light of God down into this world, thus fulfilling God's desire to have a home in the lowest realm, the sin of the golden calf became the catalyst for this downhill spiral for both Israel and for the nations, in which God's light was obscured, making its revelation a more laborious effort. And this is what we actually learn in Psalms 82 verse 6, where it says that I have said, that is God saying, you collect you are God. Who's he talking to? To Israel. Israel having achieved the highest levels of nullification and unification with God at Sinai. In Psalm 82 6, he says, I, God, have said, you collectively Israel are God, Elohim. Why is he calling them God? Because they've achieved this high level of self-nullification and unification with God at Mount Sinai. He says, I called you all sons of the Most High, but you're going to die like Adam. Why would he say like Adam? Because you corrupted your deeds with the golden calf in the same way that Adam corrupted his deeds. So now, like Adam, because we have corrupted our deeds at Mount Sinai and obscured this divine light, we have to exhibit great effort in order to reveal this godly energy, this light via everyday engagement in the study of Torah and the practice of Torah, which is alluded to in Genesis chapter 3, verse 19, dealing with the consequence for Adam. It says that with the sweat of your brow, that is with much toil, you shall eat bread. Many times in the scripture, Torah is referred to as bread, as the sustaining force that helps us go forward. And so here he's saying that 
Just as Adam corrupted his ways and therefore had to toil for much bread, so we also corrupted our ways at Sinai, and now we have to toil in order to bring the divine, infinite light of God into the world in order that it can be fully manifest. And this condition will remain until what's referred to as the Cates, the end of days, in Daniel chapter 12, verse 13, and that is when we are fully open and ready to receive the unfiltered divine revelation. And this is what Yeshua, who is called in Luke chapter 2, verse 32, a light for revelation to the nations and the glory of your people Israel, the tzaddik, the conduit of God's infinite light. This is what he meant when he declared in Matthew chapter 23, verse 39, I tell you, you will never see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. That is, until we are open and ready to receive this unfiltered light of godly energy. And until this generation comes that will earnestly seek to return to the Torah and thought, speech, and most importantly through action, refining the world until it is near capable of receiving the revelation of God's infinite light, wherein Yeshua will return as the Messiah, son of David, to complete the work that Israel has begun. We will continue in this status of downward spiraling into sensuality and toiling for bread to bring this divine light into a world filled with darkness. As the Tanya continues to summarize, until the time of the end of days, as mentioned in Daniel 12, 13, for then the sensuality of the body and the world will have been spiritually refined, making it possible to receive this revelation of God's light, which will shine to Israel. And this will be made possible through the Torah, which is referred to by scripture as strength, since it gives us the power to withstand unfiltered revelation. So having covered this, the Tanya then gives a final comment where he explains and provides several scriptural proofs that this revelation will not be exclusive to the Jewish people, but that it will also be enjoyed by those from the nations who are turning to God. He writes, And from the abundant revelation that's given to Israel, light will reach the darkness of the nations as well. As the verse in Isaiah chapter 60 verse 3 states, Nations will come to your light. And the verse states that the nations will say to Israel, Come, house of Jacob, and let us walk in the light of God, mentioned in Isaiah 2.5. And the verse states, The glory of God will be revealed, and all flesh will see it together. That is God speaking. Isaiah 40, verse 5. And the verse states, They will go into the clefts of the rocks, that is the nations, and into the tops of the ragged rocks, for the fear of God and for the glory of his majesty, when he arises to shake mightily the earth, mentioned in Isaiah 2.21. The sheer scope of the divine revelation being so powerful that the nations cannot endure its intensity. And as we say in the prayers, Shine forth in the majesty of your triumphant strength over all the inhabitants of your world, coming from the High Holiday Liturgy. There is also another passage mentioned in the New Testament that gives something similar where it says regarding the messianic age and the world to come that the city has no need for the sun or the moon to shine on it for the glory of God lights it up and its lamp is the lamb. The nations shall walk by its light and the kings of the earth shall bring their glory into it. Now though these passages pertain to the future time, glimpses of this are already coming to pass even now. And you may be proof of this if you're listening to this podcast and you're not Jewish. But we also know from scripture that there is a responsibility of the Jewish people to bring the light of the Torah to the nations, mentioned in Isaiah chapter 49, verse 6. And also Messiah, who is one with Israel, came to proclaim the light of the Torah to the nations through the lens of his suffering and his subsequent resurrection, as mentioned in Acts 26, verse 23. 
And in addition, the Messianic Jewish movement, as it was formed 2,000 years ago and continues on today, has been called to go out into all nations, amongst all Gentile peoples, making disciples and being this light, bringing the revelation of godly energy to every part of the world. So this concludes chapter 36 of the Tanya and continues on to the point that la asoto, that the doing is indeed the essence. So may we learn from these passages with the glorious hope of the future that the light of God will be revealed not just to the Jewish people, but to all those who join them from the nations. And in the meantime, we must toil from the sweat of our brow for bread. End of today's Tanya portion. Thank you.